0: Good morning, and a very warm welcome to all of you. It's good to see you here this morning. Especially welcome to, um, well, Nick and Yvonne and friends and family of theirs who have come today for this service of Believer's Baptism. I'm going to read a psalm of praise, and as I give a verse, if uh, your response would be, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. Because he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the greatest of all gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the mightiest of all lords. His love endures forever. He alone performs great miracles. His love endures forever. By his wisdom, he made the heavens. His love endures forever. He built the earth on the deep waters. His love endures forever. He made the sun and the moon. His love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day. His love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. His love endures forever. He did not forget us when we were defeated. His love endures forever. He gives food for every living creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. We're going to have our reading now from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter one, and reading verses four to eleven. Reading verses four to eleven. If you have picked up a pew Bible on the way in, you can find it on page forty five of the New Testament section. So John appeared in the desert, baptizing and preaching. Turn away from your sins and be baptised, he told the people, and God will forgive your sins. Many people from the province of Judea and the city of Jerusalem went out to hear John. They confessed their sins and he baptised them in the river Jordan. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. He announced to the people, the man who will come after me is much greater than I am. I am not good enough even to bend down and untie his sandals. I baptise you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. Not long afterwards, Jesus came from Nazareth in the province of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven opening and the spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my own dear son, I am pleased with you. Thanks be to God for his word to us. There was a Methodist minister who was in discussion with a Baptist minister about baptism. And the Methodist minister had some questions to ask the Baptist. And he said to him, is it okay if I immerse somebody just up to their knees? The Baptist minister looked at him and said, no, no, it's not. He said, well, is it okay if I immerse somebody just up to their waist? He said, no, no, it's not. So the Methodist minister said, well, do you think it's all right if I immerse somebody just up to their shoulders? And he said, no, no, it's not. So he said, you mean I've got to get water over the top of his head? The Baptist minister said, yes, that's what you've got to do. You've got to get water over the top of his head. And the Methodist minister said, that proves then that the top of the head is the most important thing. And what we do is we sprinkle people with water, so therefore we've got it right all along. It's interesting, isn't it, how uh, baptism is done in different ways. And let me assure you, Nick and Yvonne, I will be doing everything possible to make sure you get fully immersed today. (laughs) However long it takes. But there is something more important than that, and that's the symbolism of what's going on behind it. The symbolism is even more important than legalistically making sure that every part of Nick and Nivon is covered with the water. And it's that, this essential feature, these things about what baptism is really about that I want to concentrate on this morning. And there are four things that I'm going to talk about and uh, coincidentally they all begin with the letter R. And I always worry when that sort of thing happens because it always means that I forget one of them. But I'll do my best to remember all of them this morning. And the first thing that I want to think about is this, repentance. Because we have in baptism the symbolism of repentance. John appeared in the desert baptising and preaching, turn away from your sins and be baptised. He told the people, and God will forgive your sins. Turn away from your sins and be baptized. Immersion was something that the Jewish people were used to. They'd been practicing it from the time that they had been in the wilderness. The prophets told them to wash their sins away. This symbolism was very real. So John comes and preaches at this point turn away from your sins and be baptized. The word repentance is best understood. In terms of it saying, to turn back. See, God has created the world, God has created all of us. And uh, as was demonstrated earlier, sin becomes the block between us and God. And to turn back says that what we're going to do is we're going to turn back away from the path that takes us away from God. To turn back to the path where God is we have the symbolism of repentance. And uh, it was interesting that Pete had black for the, um, for the choice of, of sin because um, there was a story that I heard of a church in America where they had a mission and the hundred people were to be baptised and all the men were to be baptised in black and all the women to be baptised in white. And uh, as the men were going down and being baptised It was noticed after a while there was a little bit of black dye going across in the water uh, uh, as it ran. And uh, this caused much interest among a couple of young boys who were discussing what was happening and why. And uh, one of them said to the other, well, you can see, you know what that is. That's all their sins being washed away. Certainly yesterday, as I opened the baptismal pool, there was great evidence of many sins having been washed away. (laughs) as I cleaned it out. (laughs) But it's important that we remember that baptism is a sign of repentance. A sign of turning away from the current path, of turning back to God. Guilt is one of the things that many people in our world today suffer from. The guilt from past things. And what God longs for each of us to have is to know the freedom that he gives as we are set free. Set free from the past. Set free from guilt. Set free to enjoy the new life that he brings. And of course this water is the symbolism of being washed clean. That all of the past, all of the sin from the past is washed away. And we have newness of life. Let me say to you, both of you, Nick and Yvonne, this morning enjoy the freedom that comes from knowing the cleansing of God, from knowing that you have a fresh start, that all the sins of the past are forgiven, that God is with you. It doesn't mean to say that there will be no more sin in the future because each of us who have been Christians for many years will know that you know, being baptised doesn't stop us from sinning. But what it does mean is that we know we are forgiven and we know that every time we turn back to God, every time we confess and earnestly desire to put things right, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love is poured over us, that we can know that we are forgiven, that we have a fresh start once more. And so that invitation comes to each of us here today, Whether we've never really thought about the Christian faith at all. Or whether we've been Christians for many, many years. Confess. Repent. Turn back to God. And he will forgive. And each of us can have that newness, that freshness of life. That invitation is for each one of us. Repentance. The first R of what we're looking at this morning. The second one is this, righteousness. Righteousness. John baptised many people. People came to him in the, to the Jordan to be baptised. And of course we read that Jesus came to be baptised as well. If we'd read from Matthew's Gospel, we'd have had a slightly different account. And in Matthew's Gospel we read that John is not sure about this. Surely it shouldn't be Jesus who is coming to John to be baptised. Surely John should be baptised by Jesus. That's what John felt. And, and I guess as we read this, this is one of the questions I ask in the baptismal studies that I do with people who are thinking about being baptised, is to ask this question, do you find it strange that Jesus came to be baptised. Because, of course, John was giving a baptism of repentance. Jesus was without sin. Why did Jesus need to be baptised? Well, Jesus was baptised, we're told, to fulfil all righteousness. That's why Jesus came to be baptised, to fulfil all righteousness, to be obedient to God. There was a man, Father Damien, who in the 1800s was a missionary who planted many churches and he was in Hawaii and uh, he planted a number of churches on the island of Molokai. As he worked amongst the people there, he discovered that there was a part of the island to the north, a province, which wasn't visited by the people there. The only way you could get to it was by boats. Or by a sheer drop from a cliff of about two or three hundred feet. And he discovered there was a small community of people in that province of the island. That was where everyone there sent those who had leprosy. So that they wouldn't affect anyone else. And Father Damien decided that he needed to go and to minister to this group of people. So he went there and he set up a church there. And he helped these people who had been taken away from the communities that they were part of and dumped in this particular place. He helped them. He helped them in building churches, in building homes, in building community. After he had been there about 15 years, he had an accident one day. He dropped boiling water on his foot. He discovered that it didn't hurt so he deliberately poured some more boiling water on his foot and it didn't hurt he knew he had got leprosy he had caught it the people that he had been working amongst he was now like one of them that Sunday morning when he went and led worship he changed the greeting every Sunday until that point he had been opening by saying my fellow believers this Sunday he went and said my fellow lepers he had in every way become one of them. He had taken upon himself their greatest pain. Righteousness for Jesus was identifying with the human race. And he did that by living amongst us. By taking our sins upon his shoulders as he died on the cross. That was the task that he had been set by God. Jesus was obedient in fulfilling that task that he had been given righteousness our call on our lives is to one of righteousness by being baptised today Nick and Yvonne are saying that they want to live righteous lives before God they want to live lives that will give honour and glory to him They want to be obedient to the calling that God has placed on their lives. That's what baptism is about. Saying publicly that we want to follow Christ. That we want to be righteous before God. We want to be obedient before him. Righteousness. The third R. Revelation. Revelation. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven opening and the Spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my own dear Son. I am pleased with you. At the moment of baptism, as Jesus comes out of the water, there is great revelation. Heaven opens. Baptism is a sign of revelation that God is going to reveal into our hearts now it's not hopefully going to be through the ceiling opening up this morning I'm not convinced we're insured for that don't expect that kind of thing to happen but what it is is a sign that revelation is what God will give, God will be speaking I know God has been speaking into your lives God is going to continue to speak revealing himself to you through his Holy Spirit as soon as Jesus came out of the water, he saw heaven opening and the Spirit coming down on him like a dove. Baptism is a sign of the Spirit being part of Nick and Yvonne's life. It's not that the Spirit wasn't necessarily a part of their lives before, but it is a sign that the Spirit is definitely here with you. And in times in the future, when, time, when things are difficult, you'll be able to look back at the baptism and know That God's spirit is with you. Because that's what happens in baptism. We read of it here as Jesus was baptised. It's what always happens at baptism. The spirit of God is with us. And I I always recommend to people um, that one of the good things to do at times like this is write an account of the day, of the things that have meant something to you. When you know God's presence, write it down. Because there will be times when God feels a lot further away as well. And in those times you can look back, you can read. And you can remind yourself, I know God was with me at that particular time. Expect to hear God speaking. God longs to reveal himself to us. That's why he sent Jesus into this world to reveal his very nature to us. Expect God To reveal more of himself to you. And for all of us as well. We can expect that as well, that God longs to reveal more of who he is to each one of us. God longs to speak to us this morning. God longs to speak to us each day of our lives. God longs to reveal himself to us. Are we listening? Are we listening? Baptism is a sign again of that commitment to want to listen to the God who longs to reveal himself to us. And fourthly, and finally, you know, actually have you noticed many sermons, they only ever have three points and they all begin with the same letter. I, I realised there were four things I wanted to say this morning and I got three hours straight away. Um, Not that I was deliberately trying to do that, but the fourth R, it took me a long time to work out what I could put down for that. And um, in the end, I put relationships down. Because baptism is a sign of relationship as well. Relationship with other believers. It's part of being the family of God. The sign of baptism. This morning, Nick and Yvonne are coming into membership of the church as well. Because baptism is a sign of belonging to God's family. But not just God's family here in this place. God's worldwide family. In the Bible we read that um, in Acts at the birth of the church, 3,000 people were baptised in one day. A really skin wrinkling experience I think for those who were in there from the beginning. But what you get in that is you get the birth of the church. Because baptism isn't something we do on our own. Baptism is something that we do together. We're here to witness this together. If it wasn't important, family, we could have just done this on any day. We could have filled the water at any time and Nick and Yvonne could have just come in we could have baptised them and they could have gone away again. But we witness it because it's a family thing. It's about relationships. I started off with a story about a Baptist minister and a Methodist minister, suggesting that there could be some divisions at times in how we do things, some arguments about what the right and the wrong way is doing. As we come to the end of this time now, I want to quote instead from Martin Luther King. Perhaps you have seen some of the old TV black and white footage of the civil right marches. Times when they had high-pressure fire hoses sprayed upon them. And Martin Luther put it this way. We went before the fire hoses. We had known water. If we were a Baptist or some other denomination, we had been immersed. If we were Methodist and some others, we had been sprinkled. But we knew water. We knew water. Baptism is what unites us as the Christian church. Not just Baptists, but all churches who believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not how we do it that's important. It's the symbolism behind it. The fact that it is a sign of repentance. The fact that it is a sign of relationship, of righteousness of revelation, of righteousness coming together. We come together to enjoy this relationship with one another, of which baptism is a part of that. And so Nick and Yvonne, we welcome you today into membership of this church, but through the symbolism, a reminder for all of us that we are a part of God's wider church, here to serve him, To glorify him. That's why we're here today. That's what baptism is about. That's why Nick and Yvonne want to be baptised. And that's why we're going to share in this time now. And uh, as we do that, uh, Nick and Yvonne are going to come and share something of why they have made this decision. So I'm going to invite you forward now. And um, I'll turn the microphone on. As well for the benefit of those who are listening on the tape. So, if you want to say something now about
1: why you're here today, um, well, I became Christian well, a good few years ago in a, a Christian camp, a youth camp. And at that time, I never actually told anyone that I'd become a Christian i never made any public statement to my faith so the one reason for being here today is to make that public statement that I am a Christian, I do believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Saviour so that's the first one the second one is to make that commitment to this church here in Pershaw that I do want to be a part of this family here that I do want to be in fellowship with each one of you and contribute to this church as well as receive from this church and the third thing is to to come before God and say, Once again, yes, I am here. I'm ready for you to have my life. Ready for you to say what you want me to do and to, to give my life to Jesus. Um, when I first became a Christian, the, the song You laid beside your majesty was my choice this morning. Mark asked us if we we got a, a song we'd like to sing and uh, The words of that song are really simple for me. The whole thing about Christianity. As Mark said, you know, the guilt and shame is taken away. The relationship is there. And I just want to worship God. And this is my way of worshipping God as well.
0: Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Yvonne, do you want to come and say something as well?
2: Hi. Hi. Yeah, I wanted to get baptised today, um, particularly as a fresh start in my life with God. Um, I've been a Christian pretty much all my life, Um, but along the way I've gone off target, you know, and done my own thing. Um, And the worst times in my life have always been when I've gone my own way best times in my life have always been when I've been closest to God and I, I know that the right way is to follow God and he's always been there for me whether I've been getting it right, whether I've been getting it wrong, he's never left my side. Um, I know he's helped me in the difficult times as well as shared with me the good times and um, I know this is the right way. Um, And it's the best way. And um, so I want to recommit my life to him today.
0: Thank you very much. Of course, as part of our Christian lives, one of the really important things that we uh, always need to do is to keep reading the Bible. And uh, we want to give you uh, each a Bible uh, as a an encouragement to you with love from uh, us here so first of all to Nick it says uh, this Bible is presented to you on the occasion of your baptism 25th of June 2006 with love from everyone at Pershore Baptist Church and a verse that says for surely I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with a hope and um, Yvonne for you as well in There's an inscription that says more or less the same thing, but a different verse. While well, we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us who are sinners, and um, for you as well, and we pray that you will read that and gain sustenance from God's word. We're going to prepare for the baptism now, the young people are going to come back in and join us. and. I'm going to take my shoes and socks off. Uh, But as we do that, we're going to sing again. This is Yvonne's choice this morning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. So let's stand together and sing. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you and those that you love this day and forever. (coughs) Amen.